If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The thing that matters is that a woman does the work to like look inside and think, what is it that plugs me back into myself? Because a woman's joy is the highest value. It's not taking care of our boyfriends, our girlfriends, taking care of our kids, taking care of our boss. No, instead of rushing to take care of someone else first, rush to take care of yourself first. And it's a big change. It's a paradigm shift for women. Welcome to the new season of the Not Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Poppy Jamie, the author and founder of the award-winning app and best-selling book, Happy Not Perfect. This is our time to take a break and go within to unlock ourselves in a new way and stretch our thinking. Whatever you are going through right now, I welcome you into this conversation with a new inspiring thought leader each week to help us thrive, rise, and realize our full truth and unlimited potential. As you might know, if you read my book, I'm passionate about us becoming flexible in our thinking. And that starts with some mind, body, and soul healing. So let's dive in. I want to talk to you about sleep and what has been helping me get a better night's sleep recently. Often when my days get busy, it takes me a long time to wind down before bed, but I found an amazing solution in the form of Platinum from Columbia Cares CBD. Now I know we've heard a lot about CBD recently, but I think to truly enjoy all the amazing therapeutic benefits it can provide, you have to use a high quality, rigorously tested product. Platinum from Columbia Care is one of the best CBD I've tried and I really find it helps me get a more restful, relaxed and deep sleep. I'm delighted to say they are our partners for this season and are giving listeners an amazing 20% off, but for a limited time only. So do visit coal-care.uk and I'll put that in the show notes and use code not perfect 20 to get 20% off this amazing CBD. I use it for sleep, but CBD has also been shown to have a number of different benefits like helping with anxiety, pain, focus, and inflammation. I'd thoroughly recommend trying it to see if it helps you. If you've tried CBD before, but weren't clear on how to use it, maybe didn't like the taste or it didn't work for you, don't worry. Platinum from Columbia Care tastes great, especially the peppermint flavor. It provides clear instructions on best use and truly does work brilliantly for me. Just visit coal-care.uk and use code NOTPERFECT20 for a brilliant 20% off. I am sitting opposite an incredibly inspiring woman. Christiane Northrup says she is one of the most profound and provocative thought leaders in this world, and she calls her the woman whisperer. 
she has changed the way I view and use my pussy. Yes, I said that. And you'll understand why soon. Pussy power was redefined by this woman. I am speaking about the wonderful Regina Tomashella, aka Mama Gina, and you'll see her social media soon. She is a revolution, an icon teacher, author, mother, and founder and CEO of the School of Womanly Arts in New York City that heals thousands of women and recharges them back into their alignment. She believes that women are the greatest untapped natural resource on the planet, and she teaches them to turn on their innate feminine power to maximize their power, passion, enthusiasm, and creativity. Get ready, buckle up to listen to this interview with Mama Gina as we dive into her best-selling book, Pussy Reclamation. What is a favorite quote you return to often and why? Without a drop of humility, I have to say that it's my own quote. What I recognized in the 30 plus years of working with women is very simple and it can be summarized in one phrase. A woman turned on is a woman in her highest power. And I return to it because living in a patriarchal culture, as we all do, where women are not honored or valued or seen as the radiant beings that we actually are, Mm. it's up to us to connect to our turn on throughout the day, throughout our lives, so that we can light up the world, which is the potential that every woman has. And we all know that, you know, we know like when a woman is angry, she can torch a small village with her rage, right? (laughs) Because we we have all been there. And when a woman is turned on, everyone in her pathway is going to be ignited by her spark. So I I have to just keep going back to that because sometimes I wake up cranky and then I have to remember, oh no, that's not where my power lives, does not live in the crankiness. I love that. And I can't wait to dive into what that means more further in this interview. What's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently and why? How brave and courageous it is when a woman really trusts her own pussy Mm. and trusts a truth that wants to emerge. For me, I'm in the middle of a huge transition now in my life. And it's been very hard for me to trust this emerging truth, which has been for 25 years, I did live events here in New York where women flew in from all over the world. And I got a download. This was about six months before COVID struck that I needed to stop doing live events. Now, for a performer, for somebody that lives to be on stage, well, not lives to be on stage, but loves to be on stage and believes in the importance of in-person connection with my whole heart and soul. When the great pussy in the sky gave me the download, shut it down, Regina. I was like, I, I, I can't, this is what I've spent my whole life doing. But the message was so strong that I pulled the plug on the live events. And then of course, COVID happened. And it was obvious to me why I had gotten that download. But finding myself in the world of teaching on Zoom 
and communicating with people via Facebook or Instagram has been something that I feel so nervous about. Like it's all so new for me that every single step feels very vulnerable because I, I was very confident on stage, but in this world, I feel like, I don't know, a baby giraffe. Mm. Like I'm just like walking with like all legs crossing in funny ways. And I'm like, Oh wow. Will this message, will is pussy power ready to like blast off on the internet? So trusting my own pussy and trusting that journey has been, it's been challenging and a big growth experience. Love that. And we all come on to more about how to trust our pussy uh, in a bit. How do you define happiness? Happiness comes for me from really understanding the architecture of female orgasm. Mm. I've spent, you know, 30 years of my life studying orgasm. And I realized that women are gifted with 8,000 nerve endings dedicated to pleasure. And what that means is we have the facility and the capacity to find the pleasure in anything and everything because of having this organ in our body, which is dedicated to pleasure. So for example, that could mean, and then it becomes choice, right? I am faced with a giant stack full of dirty dishes and all of the 10 guests have gone home and I can either be really angry that I'm left alone in the kitchen with this mess, or I can choose pleasure and I can blast the Aretha Franklin <laughs> or Cardi B or Beyonce. And I can like strip down to my lingerie, put on my dishwashing gloves and actually like be pleasured by that experience. That's always available. And for me, I only tapped into that part of my feminine of being able to locate the happiness where it didn't seem so through understanding the body woman. It gave me access to more occasions to choose happiness than I had before. I love that. And I can't wait to talk about the courtesans. But to start simply, what does it mean to live turned on? Living turned on means, for a woman, connecting to the privilege of what it means to be a woman, to the power of her pussy, and to her own inner radiance. But I want you to tell what happened when you very first started to read my book and how it began to shift the way you walked in the world even walking down the street was different wasn't it yeah I was just I was just saying to Mama Gina when we we got on so I've been audiobooking a pussy reclamation and I started to walk differently because because you just have Mama Gina talking in your ear about the power of this force inside and you feel this I felt just this kind of beam coming out of me and in the book you're like you know when you really stepped into your female power people changed the way that they acted with you and suddenly I felt like everybody was kind of changing the way that they were like interacting with me and I thought to myself oh my god this book is magic 
It's not the book that's magic. It's that women are magic. Here's the story. Like when I very wrote my first book and then I went on book tour and there was this young 15 year old red haired girl that came to my book signing. And I was like, what are you doing here? You're a child. You're only 15. How can you read a book that has the word pussy in it? It's not appropriate. I mean, maybe I was being overprotective, but I'm a mom myself. So she said to me, when I read your book, it was the first time I heard the sound of a woman who loves herself. I'm in high school and none of the girls in high school, we don't love ourselves. Mm. We're always critical of ourselves. And when I read your book, I could connect to that part of me that really celebrates who I am. So it changed me. And that's the power of pussy. It just puts a woman in right relationship with her body and then makes all the doubt, all the depression, all of the disapproval vanish because you're plugging into something higher than that. What came up for me in the book was, I guess, when I was very unconnected to my pussy was in those moments when I really wasn't liking my body, when I was covered in shame and self-critical thoughts. What would you say to that person who's experiencing that? Like, what is the first steps to being turned on when you feel so wholly turned off? Yeah, it's such a beautiful question. And I love that phrase that you chose, covered in shame. That is so descriptive. And so many women, myself included, have spent so many years of our lives covered in shame. Simply living in a patriarchal culture could have that response because uh, women are judged and compared to men, and we don't measure up when actually we are spectacular in our functionality and so different. But it requires, you know, Poppy, it's a little like this, right? If you and I had this project of like climbing Mount Everest, let's say, which I would never do in my entire life, but let's just say that was our task. You and I would have to like shop for a lot of equipment, right? We would need like really heavy snowsuits or coats and hats and face masks and gloves and tents and all kinds of things because we were going into a harsh environment, right? Mm -hmm. Women living in a patriarchal culture, meaning our world, it is a harsh environment for women where women are judged as objects. And uh, if we're sexual, we're too slutty. And if we're not trying to be turned on, we're like considered like, why are you such a drag? You know, or, and so many things in between. So it becomes our obligation to look and see like, what do I have to do today to stay plugged into my turn on? So it's not snowsuits and gloves. It's like, okay, what turns me on? Music. Mm. Maybe a woman might start her day like I do with like a little dance break 
Do you want to do a little dance break with me yes. right now? Yes, let's okay. do it. All right. So this is my absolute, one of my favorite songs. Are we, can we be a little nasty? Yeah, we can, of course. Great, let's do it. Don't miss all you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. Just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, perfect. Do you feel a little more? I'm turned on. I'm so <laughs> turned on. <laughs> so, like, if if a woman just like had that right in her little playlist on her Spotify or iTunes, put a little headset in. She's in the bathroom at her corporate job, dancing. She's connected to herself. So that's one. That's her like one of her little snowsuits. Mm. Then another is pleasure of any kind. I always choose this mug in the morning because it's the biggest one and it's nice and heavy in my hand. So when I have my coffee or my tea, I have like this big, beautiful mug. So it, it brings me pleasure that I've chosen that. So that uh, like a small thing like that is it, it, what it does is it turns a woman on. Uh, it might be something like this morning. I, I just flew in from San Diego late last night. I was feeling tired this morning. So I, I used uh, this lavender body salt in the shower because I knew that what it does is it has some oil or something in it. And so it leaves my skin like it smells nice and it feels soft all day. So like those are already three things I've done today. I did my dance break. I had my coffee in my special mug. Then I did my lavender bath scrub. It could be simple like a lip gloss. It could be a flower on your desk. It doesn't matter. But the thing that matters is that a woman does the work to like look inside and think, what is it that plugs me back into myself? And then she organizes her life around that because a woman's joy is the highest value. It's not, we think it's about taking care of our boyfriends, our girlfriends. Oh, she needs me. I have to stop everything and call her. Taking care of our kids, taking care of our boss. No, it's a woman's joy, a woman's pleasure. That's her highest value because when you take care of yourself, mm. oh my goodness, then you're actually downright friendly and, and you mean it to other people. And when you ignore yourself, and we all have weeks like that and days like that and girlfriends like that and parents like that, everyone suffers. Everyone does. So it's like kind of like reshifting your values, what, what you do first, instead of rushing to take care of someone else first. Rush to take care of yourself first. And it's a big change. It's a paradigm shift for women. Huge paradigm shift. You write, you cannot claim the power of the pussy with the intellect. Right. Which is why you felt it walking down the street. Mm. There you are. And just like walking down the street as if the sidewalk was your runway, mm. you know, and just like walking like you are all that because you are uh, doing a dance break, taking care of your body. It's, it's the body teaches your mind, but it's always the body first. 
you must uh, meet many women who've got to a point in life where they're like, oh, why do I need to be this pleasurable being anymore? Where does that come from? Where does that feeling and this like cultural narrative that so many people experience where they don't feel like they deserve that anymore? Yeah, I think that deserving it definitely takes place with women of my age, right? I'm in my 60s. I think that there's a philosophy that like women kind of have an expiration date, like a little container of milk. Mm-hmm. And when we get, for some women, it's 30, some women, it's 40, for some women, it's 50, some women, it's 60, some women, it's well, 70 or 80. But the truth is that your turn on never, ever has to diminish. In fact, you can become even more radiant as you grow older, because you're going to become more and more expert at cultivating your relationship with your pussy, which slash aliveness slash life force. To pick up on that point, your book and your work, it gives you so many reasons as to why connecting with your pussy is not a selfish endeavor. Actually, it helps you to become a better decision maker. And we need that through our entire lives. So what what is the relationship between pussy power and decision making? I think it connects a woman. You've always heard the phrase, trust your intuition, right? It's always thought to be a good thing to do. And it is a good thing to do when you can find that intuition and trust it, magic happens. You, you might say that pussy is a, another word for um, a woman being able to tap into her deepest truth. She's the way shower, the truth teller. You know, once, once again, where does intuition live? It, it can't live in your intellect because then you're leaving out your body and your soul. And actually pussy includes all of that. Because if, if you think about it, right, we all came from that little spark of life. And where does that spark of life come? Orgasm. So your pussy is actually connecting with your life force itself. So it's almost spiritual. I would say it is spiritual. When you feel that deep connection with your body and you can trust your intuition and trust the rightness of your being, then you are moving with your highest power engaged and you can actually feel it. Feeling like, wow, I am in flow. And you just know you are in the right place at the right time. And there is nothing that could pull you from that spot. And, and pussy is the compass there. And pleasure is the pathway. Because when you're disconnected from your pleasure, you're disconnected from your pussy, meaning you're disconnected from your own truth, or what is highest and best for you. So it's very worthy to figure out like, oh, wow, how do I get my compass pointed towards my truth again? Ah, okay, I've got to follow the path of pleasure to reconnect with myself. And then from there, you're making decisions that are going to support everyone around you, not just you. So you mentioned orgasm being the 
life force energy. And obviously you studied orgasm and all of this subject for nearly 30 years. What would you like to clarify about orgasm? What do you most commonly have to clear up with people's stigmatized or people's slightly off-track views of it? Yeah, I think that we're all so scared of sex. Mm. I think that, you know, the institutions like our churches, our synagogues, our temples, mosques, it's kind of a way of, if you stigmatize sex and sexuality, then you put the power in the church, meaning outside of the person. But if the person knows that they are holy and that they are spiritually valid and that there is a drop of goddess in each of us, then the power is inside of each individual and not outside of ourselves. We don't think like that there's something more important than us. So I think that orgasm is a way to teach a woman to trust her power. And when I say orgasm, I'm not talking about like a big, crazy climax. I mean, by a state of orgasm, I mean, when a woman is feeling pleasure in her body and pleasure in her pussy, and that can happen, that sense of life, aliveness, delight in the body woman can happen during a dance break. It can happen when you get carried away by the beauty of a sunset, like, oh, that sunset tonight, did you see? It was incredible. Mm. Like that is an orgasmic experience. Eating some insanely delicious food that's beautifully prepared and lights you up. That's, that's an orgasm. I mean, have you had orgasmic food in your life? I mean, of course. So it's connecting. It's like allowing the pleasure to run through your body and experiencing it all and not shutting it down or diminishing it or make it smaller than it is. It's like truly trusting your pleasure. And also there's such a feeling of mindfulness and kind of slowing down life in order to really experience those pleasurable moments. And when we're in a rush, we forget how delicious the food is. When we're in a rush, we kind of forget that life is giving us all these orgasmic moments. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think that life is getting faster and faster and faster And it requires, once again, that discipline and that practice, like, do not miss the moment. One of the things that I just, I learned when I studied orgasm, because my teachers, I I went to this amazing school in California, it was called Moore University. And so I took classes in how to have an extended orgasm. And one of the main things that we had to study let's say a a trained certified stroker would deliver an orgasm to my body and he or she would take one small stroke of my clitoris, right? And it was up to me to feel. I learned how to feel into each cell of pleasure, not just in my orgasm, but in every facet of my life. So learning about my own orgasm taught me 
how to feel more pleasure in my life in general. So it was, it's, it was about feeling more deeply, not about like having crazy climaxes all the time, although those are amazing and I'm never going to turn one of those down. <laughs> oh, I just think it's so refreshing and just so important. And I'm so appreciative of just these moments of wisdom to remind us to find the beauty and the delicacy um, when I think our world has become on steroids at times. What are your thoughts on kind of sex toys, I guess? Because do you think sex toys actually kind of give a manufactured orgasm when actually it numbs people to just the delicacy of touch? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. And I get hit with this question a lot because I'm not the biggest fan of vibrators, except when a woman is just beginning to reawaken herself or awaken herself, I think she should buy a drawer full of vibrators. I think it is time to get dildos and butt plugs and feathers and spanky things and erotic novels and dress up in crazy lingerie. Like I think all of us should become super familiar with everything that's out there that could possibly create turn on in the body because we've been so cut off from it. So I am down with any exploration. And ultimately, I think I have so many students, clients, friends who love having a vibrator because sometimes you just are having such a hard, frustrating day. If you're able to open up your little desk in the bedroom or the office and take out the vibrator, and get yourself off, bam, kind of clears the head. It gets the system restarted. It's, it's a great restart. And then another part of your practice, if you're really interested in pursuing, could be really learning about how to take the most pleasure from slowing down mm. and practicing with your partner, your lover, your um, fuck buddy, and really learning how to feel every single drop. In fact, I'm about to teach this class called GPS, which stands for Great Pussy in the Sky. Uh, if anybody's interested, they could go to my website. It's mamaginas.com slash GPS. And uh, that course, I teach women each week, we do a small orgasm tutorial, where it will just be like literally one minute of practice the first week. And then we slowly expand from there so that a woman can begin to start feeling like, oh, hey, I am not broken. I am amazing. This body can feel things. I'm incredible. It's not like hot orgasms are just for her. I can create that. It's just like learning anything. If you're learning how to ride a bike or drive a car just takes a little practice and then you get there. So I think that we practice well that, and actually Poppy, you know how you asked me at the beginning, like what was a lesson that I was learning? And I said, like learning how to use this new medium called the internet to teach. I think that it's so valuable because I can teach when women are studying with me, 
and they're in their privacy of their own home. Mm. They might be on Zoom, but they can turn the camera off. And then they're not in a big, gigantic stadium with me, which, hey, it's fun, but it doesn't have the privacy. So here they're getting the information. They're having a private practice space. And we're able to really teach so beautifully in this format, which I never expected. And I'm so overjoyed to learn that actually this is a way to enhance a woman's pleasure and to be able to teach her about orgasm in a way that makes her comfortable because she has her own privacy. I would love to talk about masculine and feminine energy, because obviously all of us have a mixture of both. Uh, but yet we've always been in a crisis of degrading the feminine and like prioritizing the masculine for anyone who doesn't understand masculine feminine energy what do you mean by that and what does it mean to be reconnecting to the feminine I think in our world women have been taught to man up and actually just secretly between you and me I think women have kind of become even better men than men. <laughs> We're really good at it. Like, I'm not saying it's the greatest thing, but I think that in so many ways, women have been outperforming men in terms of education and work. I think that women are still deprioritized in the culture in terms of opportunity and ignored and in, in so many ways, it's so challenging to be a woman. But just to speak into a woman's experience, very often the qualities that are kind of masculine, where it's um, very goal-oriented, our value is based on what did you achieve? What did you accomplish? What are you good at? The end goal, did you make a deal? Did you make a lot of money? Mm. The masculine is, is go it alone, be the hero. Uh, whereas the nature of the feminine is different. Women are very community-minded. Uh, we uh, love to collaborate. We love to feel deeply all of our feelings and connect deeply with one another, uh, being able to be fully expressed in all of our feelings is crucial. So the value system is different. We possess both sides. And when a woman can learn how to kind of unhook from the masculine side of herself, not totally, right? Because you want those energies. You want to be able to go out and achieve and accomplish, but you don't have to live there all the time. You know, when I'm teaching a class, I'm stepping into my masculine, even though I'm talking about feminine issues, but I need to hold the frame for the class. I need to hold the structure. But then when I'm home with my boyfriend, I don't want to be holding the frame. Mm. I don't want to be calling the shots. I want to be able to put that down and let him move into that role to allow myself to kind of relax into paying attention to the pleasure 
of our evening. It's a different aspect of myself and both are important. And I think it's important for women to become excellent at both their masculine and their feminine side. It's also really important for men to become excellent. It's their, their feminine side allows a man to be a great nurturer, mm. a great dad, a great employer. Uh, his consciousness of how other people are receiving his impact is so important. Thank you so much for explaining that. And also I love how you've said it's a balance, I'm not trying to eradicate either. Both of them have their place, both of them have their value, but just bringing awareness to it, I think will help us live in greater harmony without being too much in the other. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's also, we don't realize like when we take on that masculine role that it actually kind of chokes us. It cuts us off from our turn on. And you don't have to leave it. You just want to make sure that you're not ignoring your own feminine at the same time. I would love to talk about what does pussification mean? Because obviously there's steps which we've gone through, like whether that's dancing or just really tasting delicious food or just like really indulging in those pleasure moments in life. But actually the pussification of life actually embodies more things. Yes, it does. Pussification, of course, is a word I made up, but um, <laughs> it's really practical because like all of my work is about like looking at the puss at pussies and designing a world that a pussy would love to live in. Mm. For example, pussies hate to be judged. Mm. They don't like to be yelled at. They don't want to, they, they can't stand it when there's a time clock, like hurry up and have an orgasm. You know, no, you, that shuts a woman down. They love romance. They love like candles, praise, appreciation, beauty. So when I started to reflect on that and I thought, wow, I could pussify not just my sensual experience, but I could pussify, for example, my lingerie drawer. <laughs> Do I have like little baggy knickers <laughs> in my lingerie drawer that are just the elastic band is saggy and it doesn't make me feel good when I put them on? Those have got to go. Why? Because they turn my pussy off. They turn me off. And when I pussify, let's say my lingerie drawer, it means that every time I open it, I feel, yay. Oh my goodness. Look, everything in here is something wonderful to put on. And you can move on from there. You can pussify your office space, pussify your bathroom, throw away all that old bottles of Tylenol that are out of date and uh, get rid of the old makeup tubes that are dried out. And, you know, just like making sure that things give you pleasure. That is how to pussify. Pussifying your purse, like your little handbag or your backpack is so reviving. Anything you pussify elevates you and it doesn't matter what you pussify. And you know what? Can you please pussify something and send the photograph to Mama Gina and I on social media? Yes. That would be so fun to see all the different things that we've pussified. So you are the founder of the School of Womanly Arts. 
And when the borders open, I'm going to be running there because it sounds so unbelievable. And I was reading in your book that the courtesans were a big inspiration for your work and studying womanly arts. Yes. Who were they? What were they? And how did they inspire this school that you created? Well, I should tell you, they were so inspirational, right? Because I, I started the school because I saw a film called Dangerous Beauty, which was about courtesans in the 17th century. And the courtesans existed really from the 14th century through the very early 19th century. A courtesan was a woman who, in a time when women absolutely had no privileges and no rights, they could not own their own money. Can you imagine? Or own property. They had no vote. They had no value. They were considered the property of the men that were in their lives or servants. And the only way that a woman could emerge and have freedom was if she chose a pathway of becoming, choosing to become a courtesan. And the thing that was remarkable is that there was, let's say, a woman with absolutely no advantages whatsoever. But during her age and during her time, she might become a woman who actually was able to have her own wealth because she was supported by the men who sought her favor. She was a woman who was the trendsetter in terms of fashion, that all the other the women who were wives, even if they were wealthy wives, would look towards the courtesan as the leaders of the trendsetters of, they were women who were able to learn how to go into libraries, write poetry, learn how to ride uh, horses, fence. They were women that cultivated the art of being a woman and through their expanding their pleasure and their connection to their pussies, they rose to be the counselors of kings and great influencers during those centuries. And it was actually courtesans that were the generators of the women's movement. Why? Because um, women who were, maybe they were upper class, but they didn't have the privileges that the courtesans did, decided that they wanted to fight for those privileges and then wanted to fight for the right to vote and you know, work outside the home and education. So the women's movement began. And where I draw my inspiration is these were women that studied pleasure. Mm. Probably the most transformational moment for me that allowed me to start my school was in the movie Dangerous Beauty. There was a mother and she was giving her daughter, who was a teenager, introducing her to the ways of the courtesan. She said to her this sentence, she said, if you want to give pleasure, you must know pleasure. And like a light bulb went off inside my head and I was like, oh my God, no wonder women are in so much doubt, shame, disapproval, of ourselves, always trying to make others happy is because we don't know 
how to create pleasure for ourselves. And if a woman knew that, it would change everything. And that's when I decided to open the School of Womanly Arts, which really I was imagining as kind of a courtesan academy of reintroducing women to this ancient art of studying pleasure mm. for the purpose of really expanding her life and raising her to a whole new paradigm of her power because pleasure is power. Pleasure is power. I can't tell you how grateful I am for your time in just sharing this incredible wisdom and your energy. And I can't tell you, like, Mama Gina is incredible on Instagram. So I will put all um, your social details on the show notes. But where can people find you and how can people work with you online or when will the school reopen? Well, the school is fully open, functioning, teaching classes online. Jumping uh, onto Mama Gina's, M-A-M-A-G-E-N-A-S.com, you'll see all of the different classes that I'm giving right now. Uh, and if you sign up for my newsletter, because I write really fun blogs, you'll get invitations. I do a free sisterhood series every month which is a live coaching call with me that I do that anyone anywhere in the world can participate in. I also have a really fun Instagram where I'll post stories and reels. And it's always like, it, it, it's a way of just connecting to your power. There's amazing quotes and photographs. Of, and I love interacting with people. If anyone sends me a message, I personally get on there and I respond because I don't know why, but I love responding to people on Instagram. It's so, so much fun for me. And then anyone who wants to take a class one day is you're so welcome. Honestly, the book is just brilliant. So um, I'll put all the links to find uh, Mama Gina's book as well. Um, but honestly, thank you so much for your time. This has been truly brilliant. Thank you, love. Big kiss for you. Thank you for listening. It would be a huge support if you wouldn't mind rating, subscribing and sharing this podcast. I also would love to hear from you. So please find me at Poppy Jamie on Instagram, DM me and I would love to hear your thoughts on any of the topics that we discuss. Download Happy Not Perfect, my app that's designed to boost your mood and help you sleep and give you mindfulness in less than five minutes. It's packed full of science-backed tools and rituals to give your mind the care it needs. Sending lots of love and energy. See you next time. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.